Welcome back to Teaching 101, Bellevue's resource for training teachers and potential teachers. This is Lesson 5, and it will be about background study, context, and tools. Background study, context, and tools. This is the third lesson in the second section entitled The Process. 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 says, All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. What does he say? He says all Scripture is inspired by God and all of it is necessary and profitable for teaching. And so he says in the end of it, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. If we want to be equipped for every situation, for every circumstance, we need to use all of Scripture. And so as a teacher, that's a pretty high calling to say, look, we need to take all of God's Word, all of it, and we need to utilize it in our teaching. And so I want to give you a few things today that will just help you a little bit. The first thing we want to talk about is background study. Background study gives you a full understanding of what is going on in the passage. It's important to know the background of the text. Oftentimes, we'll jump into you know, John chapter 5, and we'll just automatically assume that everybody in there knows exactly what's going on in John chapter 5. But what we have to remember is, unless we're teaching a series and we've gone through John chapter 1 through 4, not everybody in that room may be real familiar what's going on in John chapter 5. And so sometimes we have to go back and give a little bit of background to that. My favorite lesson, or one of my favorite lessons in teaching through a book, is the very first lesson that we have in that series, because it is a background lesson. It's going to give the kind of who, what, where, when, how, why, all of that about the text that we're getting ready to walk through of the next chapters in Ephesians. What was Paul doing? What was going on in the church of Ephesus? What were the things he was addressing? What was his goal in writing to them. We want to look at all those things. And so here's some things that we're going to look at is who? Who is writing the passage? Is it Paul? Is it Timothy? Is it King David? Who is writing the passage that we're looking at? Because that's important. It gives us some context into the writing. The when is important. When was it written? Is it written or was it written before the death of Christ? Was it written after his resurrection? Those things make a difference. And so it's important to know when and give them that information. The where. Where was it written and where was it intended to be about? So where was Paul when he wrote to the church of Philippi? And where was Philippi located? Some of those things are going to be important in understanding the context. And I know what some of you are thinking, how in the world do I find all that stuff out if it's not right there in the Bible. Well, we're going to give you some resources that will help you in uncovering and discovering some of the background pieces to the text you're teaching in. So don't get overwhelmed. We're going to give you all of that stuff that will help you. And just remember, if you ever have questions, our adult ministry team is always available to walk alongside you and to help you in finding resources, commentaries, those types of things that will help you in the process of preparing, especially in the background of the text you're going to teach through. There's the question of whom. Whom was the author writing to? Was he writing to the church of Philippi? Was he writing to the church of Ephesus? Was he writing to Timothy? Who was he writing to? Because we need to understand what was going on there in order for him to write in the first place. So whom is he writing to? The why. Why was it written? We need to understand that. And then the what. What is it calling them to do? 
If he's writing Timothy, what is he calling Timothy to do? If he's writing to Philippi, what is he calling the church of Philippi to do? We need to understand that because it helps set a context to the text, and it helps us navigate through the text in a way that is honoring to the text and the way that it was originally written and for who it was originally intended for. So the background study gives you a full understanding of what is going on in the passage. The second thing I want to point your attention to is context. Context is vitally important to properly teaching the Word. So often, we hear people take things out of context. For instance, one of the verses that's probably taking out of context more than any other one, maybe not the most, but maybe, is Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Everybody knows this verse, even if they don't go to church. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I heard a pastor one time say if two football teams got ready to play football and the one football team got together and they said, guys, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We're going to go out and we're going to win this game because Jesus told us we can do it. And on the other end of the field, the other football team got their team together and said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We're going to go out and win this football game because Jesus told us we can do it. The guy said, honestly, if this is true, if this verse applies to football, he said, God is in a quandrum because now God has to decide, am I going to let this football team win or am I going to let this football team win? That pastor said this, he said, or is it possible that when Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, he was not talking about football. He was talking about difficult circumstances that we walk through in life and reminding the church of Philippi that God will never leave you nor forsake you, and he will walk through that. I think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. God did not keep them from going into the fiery furnace. God allowed them to go into the fiery furnace, and then he walked alongside them. And so what Paul is reminding them is, when you walk through life circumstances, when you walk through death, when you walk through difficulties, we can do it because of the strength the Lord gives us. And so we have to look at a few things. We have to look at the literal meaning. What is it saying? What was the intent when it was written? You say, how do I know that? Well, we're going to give you some resources that will help you discover that. We need to look at the historical settings. For instance, the events of the story. When we look at the Church of Philippi, football had not been invented yet. Therefore, we know that this is not applicable to the game of football. Now, if a guy breaks his leg in football and he knows the Lord and he's struggling, he can quote the verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He says, I can walk through this because Christ is with me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. But it doesn't apply to the actual game of football. So we need to look at the events of the story, the historical setting. We need to look at the grammar. Now, i got to be honest with you. I am the worst grammatical person on the planet. I don't know where periods go, commas no. I failed English almost every year. I've struggled in it. I can't spell hardly. And thank the Lord that when Microsoft Word was created, they gave you that red squiggly line underneath there that shows you when you've misspelled something. Thank goodness that I've been provided with a software called Grammarly that tells me when my stuff is completely messed up and my grammar is terrible. But you know what? You can say things one way and they can come out a whole different way depending on how your grammar is. And so when we're looking at the text, we need to look at the grammar, the immediate sentence and paragraph within which the word or phrase is found. We need to look at the whole text there and how it was written to see how it applies to our lives. 
we need to look at synthesis. You say, what does that mean? Comparing it with other parts of Scripture for a fuller understanding. We need to have a full understanding of what Paul was saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What was the whole intention of the book of Philippians? That will help us be able to narrow down when he writes this verse, what exactly is he saying? And then we can look at it in the context of the Bible as a whole. What is it talking about in the redemptive plan of God? Because let's be honest, that is what the Bible is about, God's redemptive plan, that we are a sinful people and he is a holy God. And he sent his son Jesus to earth to die for us. And that if we'll place our faith and trust in him, we can have eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. How does it fit into that plan? And so we need to look at all of these things and understand the context. The last thing I want to talk to you about in this lesson is tools that can be very beneficial in your lesson preparation. There are tons of tools out there. I recently purchased a product called Logos. It is very expensive, and it is not something I'm encouraging you to purchase. It is more for the academic side of things. For me personally, being in seminary, working through those things, I felt like it was something that would help me in that process. What I want to do today is give you some free things online that will help you in your Bible preparation in your teaching preparation, and all of these things will be provided for you. And there's a resource page in the back of your book where you can go and look at all these websites, but I want to just walk through them briefly. Resources from Bellevue. We've got the Bellevue Library. It is a great resource. I go into our library very often. A lot of great books in there that will help me on the historical side of things, that will help me from a commentary side of things. And if you just want to go open a book instead of reading something online, our Bellevue Library is a great place. We also have our Bellevue Bookstore. What I'm giving you here, though, are free things, and so the bookstore obviously costs, but that's another great resource for you. And then Right Now Media. Right Now Media is a place that you can go to, and you can watch Bible studies. You can listen to some great Bible teachers that can help you in your preparation, and so I'd encourage you to look at Right Now Media. Then I want to give you some online resources that are completely free that you can save to your computer or your phone that would be great helps for you. So the first group there is Study Tools, Study Tools, Blue Letter Bible. It's a great one to go to and be able to look at Scripture and break it down. There's Open Bible, another great one. There's Study Light. Rick Jones in our bookstore really highly recommends Study Light. He's the one that shared it with me a couple years ago, and I've thoroughly enjoyed looking at Study Light. It'll help you break words down and understand them in their original language. You say, I can't read Hebrew or Greek. That's great. Neither can I. And so it breaks them down and it kind of gives you that definition and helps you understand it on a deeper level. If you want to do a word study specifically on a specific word, Step Bible is a great one. Step Bible, it's a great resource for you to go and it'll pull up scripture and you just click on a word and then it'll give you the definition. You know, there are tons of commentaries out there. And oftentimes I found myself saying, is this a trusted commentary? I don't know this person, so is this a commentary for me to look at? This is a website called bestcommentaries.com, and it literally will just give you what are the most trusted commentaries out there. So you say, you know what, I'm getting ready to teach the Revelation. I need some good commentaries. You go onto this website, you look at the book of Revelation, and it will give you the commentaries that are trusted on there. A great website that I recently discovered, and maybe you already know about it, in regard to questions is Got Answers. Got Answers is a place you can go, you can ask a question, and it will spit out a lot of information. I want to remind you, there's a lot of people putting information out there. 
You can pick up a book and you can read it and you may not agree with everything in there. I want to remind you that the Holy Spirit didn't write that book. The only book he wrote was the Bible. And so books oftentimes will have stuff that's not exactly perfect, not exactly correct. And so I would encourage you when reading through these answers and when reading through the Bible to compare it with God's Word and make sure that it is truthful and it is pointing people directly back to God's Word. I heard a pastor one time say, Derek, when you're reading a book or you're reading a commentary, it's like eating chicken. You chew up the meat, but you spit out the bones. And so even when you're looking through these, you need to keep that in mind. And the last one is online books. There's a website called archive.org. Internet Archive is where you would go. And there's some great books in there that could be a help to you that are no cost to you. These are some tools that we wanted to provide for you that are free. You're not going to have to invest any money into. You can easily go to those websites from your phone, your tablet, your computer. And we have given you those resources in the back of your book. 